This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, we're discussing chapter 4 of Ilchot Deot in the Rambam. And last week we discussed this concept, a very, very important concept, that the thoughts a person has can transform the mundane into the holy. A person's thoughts can transform the mundane in, into the holy. What does that mean? That means, say, a person's going to sleep. A person's going to sleep, and they think, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to get some rest. Okay, very good, you need some rest. Well, why are you going to sleep? So a person says, I'm going to sleep to get some rest, to be able to get up in the morning fresh to serve Hashem. He just transformed the act of sleeping into a mitzvah. <coughs> person says, I'm going to eat. Why are you eating? I'm eating because I'm hungry. Okay. But I'm eating in order to have, to have the energy to serve Hashem. You just made eating into a mitzvah. It's a very, very important technique. And it's very hard to think about it all the time, constantly. So it's good to say at least once a year. And the Benish Chai has a tefillah once a year to say, it's called a muda'a. A person gives, tells God, this is what I'm doing everything for. I'm doing everything for your sake, Hashem. I'm trying to stay, stay, stay alive in order to serve you, Hashem. I'm try, I've got to sleep in order to stay fresh to serve you, Hashem. I'm eating my food in order to stay, stay healthy to serve you, Hashem. I go to the doctor, stay healthy in order to serve you, Hashem. And this way, everything has becomes a mitzvah. So just by a person's thoughts. It's a very, very powerful idea that a person can transform their whole lives into Abadat Hashem, can transform their whole lives into service of Hashem just by thinking, why am I doing all this? And the answer is, we're doing all this to serve God. That's the whole idea. The whole idea is we're, we're doing all this in order to serve Hashem. So, we're, so that we see over here that even staying healthy is part of the process of serving Hashem. Because if you're healthy, then you can serve Hashem. A person who's sick cannot serve Hashem in the same way. And that leads us to chapter 4, which is a chapter about health. So Rabbah himself was a doctor. He wasn't just a rabbi, he wasn't just a scientist, he wasn't just a philosopher, he was also a doctor. So Rabbah says, since we've already clarified that staying healthy and staying well is the way of God. It's not just uh, something just, uh, which is extraneous, it's part of what God's plan is. Because God says in the Torah, He says, You will guard yourselves very carefully. It's one of the few mitzvahs where it says very carefully. It is the mitzvah of guarding one's uh, health. So there it says, A person is impossible, he can't study and he can't understand anything about God when he is sick. It's a very interesting idea. A person's weak and they're sick, their mind doesn't function well. So if I want to, I want to study, I want to be well, I want to serve God, you have to be well. And therefore, being well becomes part of the mitzvah of serving God. And how does a person become well? So that's number one. He says, is to get, again, the power of minhag, the power of custom. Get into good habits. Good, healthy habits. So it's very important to get into good, healthy habits. And to get our children into good, healthy eating habits when they are young. So that's the first thing he says, is get oneself into good habits. Habits which will make a person healthy and make a person well. So now we come to different habits. It's very, 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 very important. Uh, Rambam was one of the first doctors to talk about uh, preventative medicine, preventative medicine of stopping sickness. How do you stop sickness? So these are the, the, the secrets. Number one, Leolam lo yochal adam, ad shehu ra'ev. A person should not eat until they are hungry. Well, this is very hard to do. You go, in, you go home and you open your closet full of food. It's very hard not to eat, not to snack when you're not hungry. So the person says, you know what, I'm hungry, I'm always hungry. 24 hours a day I'm hungry. I can snack on anything. So a person should be careful not to eat unless they are hungry. So hard to do. Very simple, but it's so hard to do. Number two. A person should not drink unless they are thirsty. Obviously, you're not talking about a very hot country where you're just going to keep on drinking. Because a person's going to make sure they don't dehydrate. Sometimes they say they keep on drinking. But in a place where you don't have to drink all the time, in the winter time, you don't have to drink all the time. So when do you drink? You drink when you're thirsty. <coughs> Number three is also very hard today. A person should not delay going to the bathroom even one second. They need to go to the bathroom. Go. Don't wait. Because you're putting a strain on your system. Okay. So as soon as a person feels the need to go to the bathroom, they should go straight away. And this applies. <coughs> it's amazing. It's a, it's a very hard... Halakha. The person says, you know what, I'll wait another few minutes. What's the problem? I'll wait another few minutes. Right now, I don't need to go. I'm, I'm busy doing work. I'm busy doing this. I'll wait another few minutes. Delay, delay, delay. 
Rambam says it's not good for one's health. It's not good for one's health. So number one, let's let's recap. Number one is don't eat unless you are hungry. Number two is don't drink unless you are. Number three is go to the bathroom straight away. Number four. Now it comes to qualifying number one. Now even when you're eating, how much should you eat? Lo yochal adam person should not eat until they are full. Oh boy. Very hard. This is very hard to do. See, so sitting in front of, especially my wife's cooking. Oh boy. It's hard to stop. Just sitting over there. And uh, the, the Rabbi says, Don't eat until you are full. Reduce about a quarter from being full. This is so hard to judge. A quarter from being full. How much should you eat? Three quarters full. I can imagine you fill up your gas tank. At least you have a gauge over there. The gauge tells you you're full, not full. What's the gauge for your fullness in your stomach? It's so hard to gauge. How do you, how do you gauge? So, uh, you keep yeah, so that's the problem. The problem is we keep eating until we're really full, full, full. The trouble is there's a, a, a delay. The doctors say there's a delay, the delay between the brain and the stomach. So st- stomach takes 15 minutes for the brain to realize the stomach is full. So in those 15 minutes, the person can be gorging themselves. That's a problem. The problem is there's a delay. It doesn't work straight away. The brain takes a while to adjust. The nerves, are, the nerves in the stomach are going to give an indication to the brain that I'm full right now. Stop, don't eat. It takes, there's a delay over there. That's why it's good to eat slowly. That's what Ramam says we're going to see. To chew each mouthful 32 times, right? 32 times. So hard to do. So hard to do, especially when you're hungry. You want to yeah. swallow it. So, so it takes a lot of self-control. These, this advice takes a lot of self-control. So a person should not eat. Look at this. A person should re- reduce the amount to satisfy himself by a quarter. A quarter less. A quarter less than what they need to satisfy themselves. How do you do this? See, so the answer is a person takes on their plate, they stuff their plate, and then they say, you know what, Ramos says a quarter less, so take up a quarter. I'm just, I'm just giving an estimation. How do you do this? Plus, we have a major question, halakhic question. The Torah says you will be eat and satisfied and blessed. So how can you be eat less than a quarter of what you need to be satisfied? You'll never bless. It says you'll be eat and satisfied and blessed. Ramos saying, don't eat the satisfaction. Eat a quarter less than your satisfaction. So the answer is, there's two kinds of satisfaction over here. There's a satisfaction of the belly and the satisfaction of the mind. So to be eaten, satisfied, and blessed is the satisfaction of the mind. A person's got to get used to being satisfied with less. That's what he's saying. That's what Rabban's telling us. Rabban's telling us you don't have to eat so much to be satisfied. Eat a quarter less than what your stomach needs, and you'll find you'll be satisfied. Mentally, a person should be satisfied with that. A person doesn't need to eat too much. You see people who survive on slices of bread. I mean, had the, look at third world countries. They're eating very minimally, and they're surviving. So you see, you don't have to, person doesn't have to survive to eat a lot. Just you got to make sure whatever you eat is nutritious. Okay, now we come to drinking water during the meal. The Rambam says, it's better to drink the water at the end of the meal, not during the meal. Why? Because if you drink the water during the meal, it dilutes the stomach acids. And the stomach will have a problem digesting the food. So we want to make sure the stomach acids are strong when you're eating. And therefore, by diluting the stomach acids, the, the food is not going to digest very fast. So it's better not to drink during the meal. And if you do drink, drink a little bit with wine. Here we have, this is an interesting rambam. That wine, we know in France, you go to France. Someone just told me, you're going back from France. And you see the old people living over there and living very well. And they're very healthy. Why? A little bit of wine during the meal is very good for digestion. A little bit of wine during the meal, they said red wine is now good for the cardiac. And that's what they tell you. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. It's all fake. I don't know. You don't know. Because what happens is these, uh, these groups pay the doctors to tell them what's good. And they're funding the research. So the wine industry is funding the research on wine. So, of course, they're paying the salary. So, of course, what are the doctor's going to say? So there's always going to be a, The doctor's got to write over there at the bottom. I got funding from so-and-so. To, for this research, because it's that's the trouble with research. The research, some of the, some of the research is all bunk. It's there because they're getting paid to do the research to find out certain things are good. Uh, so wine is good, okay. So Rambam tells you wine is good. A little bit of wine doesn't say a lot. So he said, let's just read that Rambam. So there'll be no misconceptions. If you want to drink water during the meal, mix the water with wine. It's not just pure wine. It's diluted with water. And then when the food starts to digest, then you can drink, drink as much water as you want. After the digestion process is taking place, 
Then you can drink as much water as you want. Why? Because the water causes the stomach juices to be dilute and they won't be able to digest properly. So it's very important to drink before the meal, to drink after the meal, not before the meal, not during the meal. If you want to drink during the meal, a little bit of water with wine. And even when you're digesting, he says, don't drink a lot of water, which is totally, totally, totally drink a lot of water. My mom was, was not so much pro drinking a lot of water. Now you have to understand, those days, the water also was not good quality. So you about not very good quality water. I don't know how good the quality of our water is today. A lot of people drink bottled water, which is not really tested by the government. I mean, drink tap water, you know, the municipality has to test it. You get a, you get a readout every, whatever, every year, whatever they send you, a printout, or whatever it is. Uh, bottled water is not tested. That's, that's the trouble. And there's so much plastic in the, in the water. So we are drinking bottled water. We don't know what the effects are on the person. So it's interesting that the Rambam is not pro-drinking a lot of water. So even when your food is digested, don't drink too much water. And then the hardest part is, don't have food, don't eat food, unless you go to the bathroom first. Again, he's very pro going to the bathroom. This is very, very important. And in those days, it was very hard to go to the bathroom. They never had bathrooms like we have bathrooms. Today, it's very convenient. But even when it's convenient, for us, sometimes it's not convenient. Mentally, it's not convenient. I don't want to go now. Let me eat first, and I'll go. No. He says, don't go if you really need to go. Go to the bathroom first, and then eat. Okay. And now it comes to a very another critical idea. A person should not eat unless they do some kind of exercise. Persons shouldn't eat when they're sedentary. When a person's uh, just sitting down for a whole day and they're eating as well. Why? The food is not be able to digest properly and will not go to the right places. The nutrition will not go to the right places. And therefore he says, always exercise before you eat. Always do some exercise. Go around the block. Walk around the block. Do something until the body starts getting warm, hot, in order to be able to digest. Or do some kind of work. Or do some kind of exercise which is very, very interesting. The Raman talks about exercise. We're going to see how it's such an important fundamental the exercise is very important to stay active. Staying active is very, very critical for good health. The general rule. Now we come to the very general rule. It's very important to exercise and afflict the body in that sense that you're busy. Moving is not bad for the body. It's very, very good for the body. A person should be tired. It's good to get tired. It's good to get to exercise. We are here. A person should do exercise every morning. That's the problem today with driving cars. Sedentary lifestyle. Persons, the blood is not flowing. The circulation is not going. Why? Because the person is sitting down all day. And it's not good for the blood pressure as well, we know. Right? A person sitting down all day is not good for the blood pressure. A person is going to be active. So Rambam says, be active in the morning. And then rest a little bit. And then eat breakfast. Who, can, who has this time to do this luxury? Do exercise. It doesn't say too much exercise. It's enough to do a bit of exercise, um, whatever you can do, and then have some breakfast, rest, exercise, rest. Don't don't eat when you're really uh, exhausted, and rest a little bit, and then have breakfast. And then he says, if you can have a hot shower after you exercise, that's the best. And then you rest, and then you have. So exercise, hot shower, and then breakfast. Isn't that great? That's a great, well, a nice lifestyle. But I don't think the Rambam himself had time to do this. <laughs> so this is a theory. This is theoretically, we have the ability. Now, don't forget, he was the rabbi. He was a doctor for the rich, rich people. This, uh, the sultan and his wives and his concubines and his ministers, all the rich people. So this is the advice he gave them. So he wrote this advice down for us as well. If you could do all these things, even better. These guys had nothing to do all day. So he said, listen, go to exercise, go to gym, work out, take a hot shower, Come back, relax a little bit, then you have breakfast. Okay, so now how does a person eat? What posture should you eat? Leolam, shirachal, adam, yashir, makomo. A person should eat sitting down. Or yatel, small, or eat on one's left side, which is the very old way. This is what we do on Pesach, right? We eat on our left side. Why? Because apparently the digestive system is leading on the left side. Veloya, leveloya, kap. And a person should not ride a horse for sure, and not walk, and shouldn't do exercise. And shouldn't be steaming his body and not walking around until his food is digested in his stomach. So hard. How? you got to time yourself. How long does it take to digest the food? It takes 72 minutes at least for the food to digest. So it's, uh, don't, don't, don't plan exercise straight after a meal. Don't plan walking a long distance after a meal. Wait a bit. 
כל המטייל אחר אכילתו, הרי זה מביא על עצמו חלאים רעים. So it's interesting. So I guess a slow walk is very good. We're talking about running, jogging, exercising. That's not good. So after a meal, a person should not do that because it's, it does not aid the digestion. So it's important to exercise before the meal, but not exercise after the meal. Okay, now we come to sleep, which is an even bigger problem today, which is interesting, right? because we have more time, we have more of this, more of that, relaxation, and people don't have time to sleep. It's so entertaining to stay awake. There's no time to sleep. So he tells us, Day and night is 24 hours. It's enough for a person to sleep a, six, a third of that. A third of that. Eight hours sleep, which is amazing how he's bang on. This is modern research as well. Eight hours sleep. So he says it's enough to sleep eight hours. It's enough to sleep a, a third of that. We're talking about a regular healthy human being. It's enough to sleep a third of the 24 hours. Eight hours a night is very, very good sleep. And uh, it should be the end of the night until he wakes up with the dawn. So it should be eight hours till daybreak. Eight hours till daybreak. Because again, when is the best time to sleep? And the answer is when it's dark outside. That's what Rabbi tells you. It's not, it's not going to sleep in the day because you're, you're not going to be able to sleep perfectly. So to get the deepest sleep, you want to sleep at the deepest, the best time for deep sleep, which is at night. So very, very fascinating. This Rambam is very fascinating. What did we say so far? We said exercise. We talked about exercise. We're going to have another praise. He's going to repeat this. Exercise. We didn't talk about diet yet. Exercise. We said not to eat too much, not to drink too much, not to drink when a person is, uh, when they're eating, only after when you eat. And the person should, the main thing is exercise. And then have a hot shower if you can. And, uh, and then have food. But don't have food and then exercise after. Okay, then we talked about sleep, eight hours sleep. How does the person sleep? What's the posture? Lo yishan adam lo apana. A person should not sleep on their face. Pudu'al ar not sleep on their back. A person should sleep on their side. Which side? In the beginning of the night, he says, on the left side. And the end of the night, you can sleep on your right side. So imagine a person's going to sleep and it's due. Can imagine... What time is it? Oh, i got to turn over now. They say that if you have um, heartburn... You should sleep on your left side yeah. because of the way the, the digestive system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very important, and it helps. It really helps. I can't sleep on my right side. You can have, especially, you can have these heavy meals late at night. It's rush shut out, gosh. It's very hard. It's very hard. It's, it's, uh, so why does he put that in? in as he says, sleep on your left side. That's why it is no, no. digestion. About, you know, not having such big yantas meals. Yeah, yantas. He says, don't have, don't have, uh, leave a quarter empty. It's the hardest thing. Yantov is the hardest thing. Exactly, because it's late at night, you have no time to digest, and when you get older, it's much harder, much harder. Yeah. So you got to do Zantac and other things. That's what today. <laughs> other things you got to do. So what can you do? It's not good for the stomach. It really is. No. What can we do? We have to rejuggle the day. It's very hard. So, so it's Friday. We still pray a little bit earlier than Ashkenazim. We don't pray after dark. I really pray when it's still daylight, because otherwise it's just too late. It's very late. Okay, so we had a posture, uh, sleeping, and now he talks about diet. Okay, we didn't finish. Okay, so the beginning of the night on, on, the, on the left side, at the end of the night on the right side, a person should not sleep close to their meal. Here we are. A person should not eat and then sleep, which is very, very hard. You're tired. It's every Friday night. It's the worst. Friday night is the hardest. You come home exhausted, and you have a big meal, and then you sleep, and it's the worst thing. The worst thing for health. A person should wait three or four hours after the meal before you sleep. Otherwise, just walk around the block, just try and get your food diet, go through the system. Hmm? I know. So not to exercise, uh, not to get uh, stressed out. But you can walk as slowly as it. A person should not sleep in the daytime. It messes up your whole cycle. The whole cycle is messed up. Obviously, we're not talking about someone who is sick. Or someone who works at night. But the ideal sleep is not in the daytime. And that's what one of what the big doctors... That? That's I what thought that's beneficial. Well, the, according to Rambam, why? Because what happens when you nap during the day, you don't feel like sleeping at night. Not yeah. necessarily. Okay, so it depends on the person. Uh, <laughs> obviously, 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 when a person gets older, obviously, Brilliant. you need to nap in the day. A person needs to nap in the day. Whatever your health needs. So we're not talking, right. we're talking about general cases. We're talking about healthy people. That's what we're talking about. You want to stay healthy, Rambam says, this is how you stay healthy. 
We're not talking about sick people. Sick people have their own regime. We didn't get to that. He's not going to talk about sick people. Because sick people got to go to the doctor. We're talking about trying to keep away from a doctor. That's preventative medicine. Okay, now we come to what to eat. What diet should a person eat? So, number one is hors d'oeuvres. This is where the custom of hors d'oeuvres came from, from this Rambam over here. Things which are good laxatives, like grapes, like figs, like berries, like pears, like uh, uh, watermelon, and all kinds of, uh, what are they called? Um, Squash. And and, and um, cucumbers. A person should eat before the meal, before the main meal. So hors d'oeuvres, here's a custom, hors d'oeuvres. Why these things aid the digestion, aid the things going down. It should not be mixed with your main course. Uh, first you have to wait. First these things will go from the top of the intestine into the lower parts of the intestines, and then you should eat your main meal. So it's very, very fascinating. It's very good. In other words, the lighter food comes first. Always eat the lighter food first. And this is uh, the fact. And when you go for dinners, this is what happens first. You get the light food first, and they give you the heavy meals later on, all based on the Rambam, all based on health reasons. When a person wants to eat meat, meat of a chicken, or meat of an animal, <coughs> first start with the chicken, which is easier to digest. Always start with things which are easier to digest, because then you get the stomach ready to receive other things as well. So the stomach's getting ready to work. Start with light things. Similarly, eggs. Basar off. And then chicken. So first you eat the, the eggs and then the chicken. So the general rule is whatever's lighter to digest, eat first, and then the heavier to digest. Basar First you have the small meat for the small animals, which you have lamb, comes before the heavy animals. So you have meat. You have this red meat. It's very hard to digest the body. Can you imagine? It's a miracle that the meat can digest meat. Your stomach's made of meat, and the meat is digesting meat. It's a miracle, one of the miracles of creation. We don't, we take it for granted, you know. Hashem made us have these chemicals inside which can digest everything. It's amazing. It's a miracle that the chemicals are in the stomach, and, then, and they don't burn the stomach. They can burn the meat which goes into the stomach, but it doesn't burn the stomach itself. It's, it's a miracle of nature. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's like a poisonous snake has the antibodies of the poison before he makes the poison. You know, it's amazing. It's the same, similar principle. So the, the digestive acids are digesting the meat which is inside them, but does not digest the stomach itself, which is made of meat. Pellet line. It's one of the wonders of creation. But what are we saying? This is a general rule. First digest, first eat the lighter things, and then eat the heavier things. Here we are. Keep digesting. If you can stick to simple things, the best for the stomach. Don't put a lot of load on the stomach. You're putting load on the stomach. So it's interesting, we don't think of putting a load on the stomach. So a person's young and they're healthy and they're running around, I'm sure, no problem at all. A person gets a little bit older, a little bit hectic, more hectic, more stress, more this, more that. A person's got to be careful about the stomach. It's very, very critical. Now we come to different seasons. <coughs> Eating different things at different seasons. Interesting. In times of the summer times, eat cool, cool foods. And don't have lots of spices. And eat some vinegar. So interesting. And in the summertime, it's a different digest, a different system. So less less spices, cooler foods. And it's good to have vinegar, he says. Vinegar. I don't know what kind of vinegar he's talking about. Probably probably wine vinegar. It was very common those days. Wine vinegar, kosher wine vinegar. What does that do? I don't know. No idea. They've proven that having vinegar before every meal helps the digestive system. That's what kind of vinegar? What kind of vinegar are you talking about? Wine uh, vinegar? So there's apple vinegar. Apple. Yeah, right. he never talked about apple vinegar. He never had apple cider those days. So he didn't talk. We're going to talk about apples. So in the winter, he says, let's recap. In the summertime, less spices, cooler foods, and a little bit of vinegar. In the, in the wintertime, Hot foods and lots of spices, <coughs> but only too much mustard and only too much hilbe. This chalatidi, the thing is, they, they translate it as fenugreek. And therefore, person should do all the cold days <coughs> and all the hot days. So every every you got to change your diet. Imagine it's getting hot, change the diet. It's getting cold, change your diet. Amazing. And now we come to different kinds of foods which are very bad for a person. There are, there are foods which are very, very bad for a person. A person should try their best not to eat them at all. Number one. In those days, there's no refrigeration. How they keep 
Fish. Salted. Salted. Lots of salt. So old salty fish is the worst thing you can eat. Pickled herring. I know, I'm just right. That's old salted fish. Very old salted cheese. So the old cheese with, which has uh, all kinds of stuff in it. Huh? Mold on it. And the mushrooms. Wow. I guess in those days they had poisonous mushrooms, so oh, they didn't know yeah, very, they didn't know which ones were good, which ones were bad. So he says these are very bad for you. They're, they're, you got to watch out. The chemicals in the mushrooms, they're poisonous. There is poisons and toxins in the mushrooms. And old salted meat. So today we know it's bad for your blood pressure and other things. Uh, but talking about very old, today they don't really, I don't know how old it is, the old salted meat, but in those days it was like months old. And fresh wine, which is not ready yet. It's just ready pressed, fresh wine. And any food which is off. Don't forget, they had no refrigeration. So in those days, you leave food over a day, start smelling. Any, any food which smells, this was a big test in those days. They're throwing away food. It's, they hardly had any food. So any food which has got a bad smell, or it gets bitter. These things are like poison for the body. Don't eat them. Throw them away. It's such good advice. It's, it's such good medical advice. It's a part of Jewish law. That's the beauty. The beauty is there's no other rabbis that talk about medicine as much as the Rambam talked about medicine. It made it part of Jewish law. And this is brought down by Kitzel Shulchan Aruch brings down a lot of this from the Rambam, straight from the Rambam. And then he said, okay, that's the worst category. Let's go through this again. The worst category of food is old salted fish, old salted cheese, mushrooms, different kinds of mushrooms, wine which is not ripe and ready, and the food which has gone off, and the old salted meat. Any food which has gone off is like poison. Now we come to the second level in, in, in badness, how bad the food is. Not as bad as their first level. And therefore, a person should not eat them only from time to time. And she should not get used to having this as a main course all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, today we have tuna. Tuna is a big fish. Mm-hmm. The Ramah is against these big fish. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know why the Ramah is against big fish. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say these are salted fish. So now they, they, they accumulate a lot of food. Yeah. Lead, uh, lead, and lead and other things. Yeah. Arsenic, other things. There's a lot of stuff inside these big fish. That we eat them, and uh, you know, people today love tuna. They eat a lot of tuna. Um, so he says not to have a lot of it. Okay, it's bad, but not as bad as the previous. You can have, but don't have, don't have it too often. Don't have it too frequently. Kvina, even cheese. Look at this, uh, cheese and milk, which was 24 hours after they uh, they uh, milked it. So again, we're not talking about uh, the uh, the milk today. All the milk today is boiled. The reason why they boil it is exactly what he's saying us. Bacteria that creeps into milk, which is over 24 hours after the milking. If you want to have fresh milk, go straight to the dairy and buy it straight from there and drink it from there. Don't, don't keep milk uh, after 24 hours. Basar shorim dolim. And meat from big oxen. Jashim dolim, big cows. And uh, look at this. Okay, so that's, that's not good for you. So don't have too much meat. Red meat. Here we are, red meat. Don't have too much of it. Don't have it every day. It's not a main staple. Vaful, which is interesting, all different kinds of beans, vadashim and lentils, vasapir, vallechem, seorim, and bread made of barley, vallechem matzot, and have a hard uh, matzah, matzah, it's not good for you all the time, vakruv, and uh, kruv, cabbage. cabbage, interesting, chatsir, which is leek, salim, and onions, shumim, mustard, uh, shumim is uh, ginger, ginger, right? Shum, garlic, 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 mustard, and uh, and rust and uh, snon. What does he have against mustard? It keeps on coming back. I know. He says not so good for you. Don't have too much of it. Radish. Don't have too much. All these are, do not too much. Have it once in a while. Don't have it every day. All these things he says are bad for a person, and the person should not eat unless just a little bit, and especially have them at the, in the winter time. These things warm up the body. Have them in winter time. Don't have them in the summertime. Don't eat these things in the summertime at all, because these things heat your body up, and it's not good to heat your body up in the summertime. You want to cool down in the summertime. So this is very interesting because today we do the opposite. Today the beans are meant to be very good for you. 
and uh, lentils are meant to be very good for you. But he says, don't eat them at all. I don't know how which kind, how, which kind of, he doesn't say which kind of method of cooking. Adluin, squash, you can eat all year round. These are big squash. Is, um... Okay, now we come to the, the third level of bad foods. Not as bad as the previous ones. <coughs> started that on his diet. Yeah, we're coming to it. It's amazing what a brilliant man he was. Yes, this is modern. He was the he was the father of modern medicine. Rama was the father of modern medicine. He was celebrated by the United Nations, no less, for his 850th anniversary. They made a special stamp. The UN had a special Rambam Day. My really? Yeah. In Israel, they have vitamins Rambam. Yeah, I don't know how true that is. Uh, <laughs> good, good marketing. Good marketing. <laughs> you have doctors who say they follow the Rambam. All good marketing. Very good marketing. <laughs> They had it on Israel television. They had a debate between the different Rambam authorities. And, okay. uh, interesting debate. See, you know. Rabbi, yes. Are each of these considered a halacha? He brings it down as halacha in the, in the halacha of staying healthy. So it becomes halacha. It becomes part of Jewish law. If you follow, because <coughs> I want to stay healthy. I want to fulfill Jewish law. How do I do it? Here we are. I told you. Ah, so a person goes to heaven. They say, Ah, you ate meat every day. You broke the Rambam. <laughs> As long as you're healthy, that's the main thing. <laughs> but what happens if modern science refutes his... You know, the trouble with modern science, modern science is changing all the time. That's the trouble. One day they tell you it's bad. I just read an article. It's good to eat uh, butter. It's good to eat cheese. Yeah. So it's just, supposed uh, to be fat, they wrote. Well, I don't know. You can find anything. anything. You, just, you pay the doctors and you'll get whatever want you want. Okay, so there was a doctor in Israel, my husband went to, and he said butter is really important for you. A, a tablespoon, not more. Yeah, so everything in moderation. My wife, my mother says everything in moderation. Moderation, everything in moderation. Don't go crazy. It's good for you. It doesn't mean you have to eat the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, now we come to what level are we on now? What number are we on now? I know, ten. Which level of bad food? Third? The third? Third or fourth? Guys, fourth. Fourth level of bad food. Fourth level down in bad food. Some food is bad, but not as bad as the other ones. Number one, duck. A lot of grease. A lot of grease and duck. Paneyona, doves. I never had a small dove. Tmarim, dates. Don't have too many, it'll make you run. Lechem kalui b'shemen. Fried in oil. Uh, it's French toast. Uh, bread which is soaked in oil. Assorted. Look at this, white flour. This is, look at this, white flour. Until there is no bran at all in it, it's bad for you. Not as bad as the previous things, but it's bad. Amazing. Look at this. This is very, very advanced, very advanced. Hatsir, tzir, which is a liquid which is full of salt. Murias, which they, they got from the, from the salted fish and salted meat. Don't have a lot of this. Adam shu hacham. And a person who's wise, with conventionally destroyed, control him his desires. Loi tavato. Don't run after his desire. I don't want to say about chocolate cake. <laughs> don't run after your desires. Don't eat anything from all these things. Unless you need it for health reasons. And a person who can avoid all this is called a gibor, is called a mighty person. Control himself. Okay, now we come to other things. Oh, fruits. Fruits? Fruits. Again, this uh, contradicts today's science, right? But we have to understand, those days, probably the fruits were not the same quality as our fruits, because what happened was today is they took the best fruits from different parts of the world and they, made, they grew them from them. Like, for example, uh, Jaff oranges. They came from Spain. They don't grow indigenously in Israel. They came from Spain. The best dates, uh, what's it called? Medjool dates. They brought them from Iraq and they planted them in Israel. So therefore you get good quality fruits taken from all over the world today. The best in Israel. So... Uh, but he says, person should stop eating fruits. Don't eat a lot. Even if they're dry. How much more so when they're fresh. And if you eat them before they're ripe, they are like swords to the body. They kill your body. Uh, I can tell you that. Charuvim. What are charuvim? Carabs are the worst. Raim leolam are the worst. So you can imagine the miracle of Shimon Bar Yochai is living on carabs for 12 years. Not only is it bad for him, but he's eating and it's sustaining him. It's a miracle. 
miracle, big miracle. Chol perot hachamutzim. Any fruits which are not sweet, the bitter and the sour, don't eat them. Enochimahem. Only just have a little bit during the summertime. So you can see the quality of their fruits in those days was not as good as the quality. I guess he was in Egypt, don't forget. So the quality of the fruits was not very good over there. And therefore he's telling his people, keep away from these fruits. They're not ripe. It's like today, you go to the farmer's market, you get junk. Why? Because they're not ripe. They want to last on the shelf for two weeks more. You eat a tomato here, it's like you got to wait. you got to wait two weeks for it to get ripe before you eat it. Don't eat it when it's raw. The fruits are not raw. They sell them raw. They're selling to you raw. The bananas are raw. The fruits are raw. Why? Because they don't want it to get moldy on the shelves. So you got to wait for it to, to ripen before you eat it. Figs and grapes and, and almonds are always good. So what are the best fruits? These are the best fruits going to Rambam. Figs, grapes, and almonds. The chocolate today is they put they spray these things with all kinds of chemicals. You've got to wash them properly, make sure they're clean from all the chemicals. Uh, they're good all the time. So he loved almonds. Almonds are very, very good. Figs, figs, grapes, and almonds are always good, whether they're fresh, whether they're dry, and you can eat as much as you want. However, don't eat too much. Don't eat all the time, even though they're good. So how much... How much can you have? You can drive yourself uh, around to the bathroom. So these are good for you. Those, those are good fruits, figs, grapes, and almonds. Baruch Hashem, something's good, thank God. Okay, now we come to honey and wine, which is interesting because this, uh, science also talks about this today. Honey is not good for children. Here we are. Hadvash and Obviously, children can't drink wine and can't eat honey. It's bad for children. But it's good for the elders. And how much more so in the time of the winter? Winter time is good to have honey, honey and hot water, honey and tea. And it's good to have wine because it keeps you warm. Okay, now we come to even harder now. In the summertime, a person should eat two-thirds of what they eat in the wintertime. The body doesn't need to be heated up, so therefore there's less. Imagine, imagine birds and birds, birds more calories when it's cold. But again, we have central heating today. They have central heating those days. So you have central heating, your house is like the same as winter and summer the same. So therefore, you've got to eat the same. If you're going outside, you're working outside in the cold, you have to eat more. And in the summertime, you eat less, two-thirds less. Can you imagine, you have to eat two-thirds of what you eat in the wintertime. Amazing. So again, a person's got to calibrate the diet to the weather, which people don't do. They don't calibrate the diet to the weather. Is it a hot day outside? Okay, I don't have to eat hot food, I don't have to eat spicy food, oh, it's cold outside, I'm going to have spicy food, I'm going to have hotter food. Uh, a person's got to calibrate their bodies to the weather. But the thing is, in the winter, you have central heating, right. so you're warm, and right. in the summer, you have air conditions. Right, I know, so it's a problem today. That's the trouble. It messes up our whole, uh, whole uh, system. Cycles. Yeah. Whole cycle. The trouble is, when you go outside, then you feel it. Mm. So most people don't stay outside. They're in the car, they go there, they go to the car, they go back. But if you're a Jew and you're walking on Shabbat, you feel it. You feel the difference in the temperatures. Okay, now we come to general categories. This is a very general category. A person should keep away from constipation. A person should keep away from constipation. A person should always make sure that they are soft. Their stomach is always soft. The things coming out properly. All his days. Close to diarrhea. Close to, but not diarrhea. So soft means no pushing, no exertion. This is a general rule in, in medication, in, in healing. As long as a person is careful that their bowel movements should be soft, they won't have any bad sicknesses. So how does a person do this? So he tells you, if you're young, in the morning eat uh, boiled vegetables. Well, we're forget about that. <laughs> so if a person's young, they should eat uh, boiled vegetables with salt and oil um, without bread. Or drink uh, b- b- uh, juice from vegetables, uh, vegetable juice with a little bit of olive oil and a bit of salt. If a person's older, they should have honey mixed with water, hot water in the mornings, uh, and then eat his meal four hours later. Okay. And have it once every three or four days until the person gets into this good movements. Okay, that's number one. So number one, general rule is bowel movements, soft bowel movements. Number two, uh, and this is very, very important, exercise. Yeah, number two, exercise. Calls much a dummy All the time person exercises. We are Gerhard Beer. 
and exercises a lot. Venus is not full. The stomach is not full. And his uh, bowel movements are soft. He'll never get sick. Get strong. Even if he eats bad food. Here we are. Three things. Three things. There are three critical things for good health. Exercise. Number two. Soft bowel movements. Number three. What's number three? Doesn't eat to satisfaction. Guaranteed. Good health. Okay? And then he says, whoever doesn't do exercise, a person who waits to go to the bathroom, or a person who has hard bowel movements, even if he eats good food, and he guards himself and all the other things, all his life he will have pains and weak strength. Okay, so three things. Let's just repeat the three main categories. Three things are soft bowel movements, exercise, and don't eat too much. These are the hardest things today. If you go to the pharmacy, you'll see all the different things they sell you. Oh, boy. Okay. And eating too much is like poison to the body. Here we are. person overeats, it's like poison. It's the beginning of all the sicknesses. And the majority of sicknesses come on people because of bad food. Or because they, they stuff themselves, even good food. Uh, this is what King Solomon says, Shomer people shall know, Shomer people shall know. A person guards his mouth and his tongue, guards himself from all the troubles of his body. So there's two things he talks about. One is his mouth and one is his tongue. So what is the mouth referring to? I can understand the tongue is the bad talk. You talk badly about people, you're going to get troubles. So a person guards his tongue, okay, I can understand. What's the mouth? And the answer is the mouth is what uh, from eating bad things. Shomer piv, guarding one's mouth, melechol machalra, of eating bad food, or melisboa, over overeating. And one's lips, should, one's, uh, one's mouth, tongue should only talk about things they need. Okay. So that's basically, that's the basic, uh, the, the general rules of health. Now we're moving on to more general things which are washing. Okay. Showers. How do you take a shower? Wow, look at this. Now you see, this is radical because we find the dark ages, the Christians would not take showers. It, looked, it was very unhealthy for the body. They thought it was very unhealthy for the body. And they, they, the way they would catch Muslims and, and Jews was if people took showers. It's one of the criteria they found how to catch Muranos. The people were caught taking showers, sign he's a Jew or a Muslim. So the first thing they did when they conquered, when they conquered uh, Muslim Spain, they smashed all the bathhouses. It's hard to imagine. Hard to imagine, right? Anyway, look at this. Ramam tells us the way of taking showers. At least once a week, a person should go to the bathhouse. Now, in those days, in those days, you never had a bathroom. No one had bathrooms. We are living in luxury. We don't really reach that. We have to live in luxury. Yeah, the, the Romans built bathhouses. They built big bathhouses. The Greeks had big bathhouses. Heated from underground with steam and amazing, they had luxurious bathhouses. So you had to go to the bathhouse. I remember growing up in London, they had bathhouses, public bathhouses, because people never had baths. They never had bathrooms in those days. Hundred years ago in England, they never had bathrooms. You never had a, you never had a toilet in your room. You had an outhouse. Mm-hmm. We don't realize uh, we're living in luxury. We don't realize how lucky, how fortunate we are. Unless there's a big hurricane, then we realize how fortunate we are. Baruch Hashem, we are, we are fortunate. We're the fortunate people. The roof out of our heads is not going to fly away. So we have to appreciate what we have. We have a bathroom. We have a bathhouse. We have a toilet. It's amazing. Uh, luxury. So can you imagine, he's telling you, at least go, this is radical. We, we think, we laugh at this. Say, go once a week? What are you talking about? No, but at least, at least once a week, he's saying, take a bath. Why you take a bath at least once a week, which is radical in those days. Took a lot of energy, took a lot of time, a lot of money. Again, don't go straight after a meal. And don't go when you're hungry because you could be so weak from that bathhouse because you're sitting there in the, in the steam and you're, you're, you're schwitzing. You're... So it makes a person lose energy and if they're already hungry, it's going to make them really sick. It might make them sick. So a person can be careful. Don't go straight after a meal and don't go when you're hungry. Go when the meal is being digested. And wash your whole body with hot water. And make sure the water doesn't burn you. Look at this. Everything, every detail. 
But the hottest water should go in one's head. And then, so first hot water, but the hottest water on the head. So it's good to have the shower from the head. The hot water hits the head first. Because you need to get that bloody blood moving in the head. And then cool down the water. And then make it cooler. And then make it cooler until you come out. A lot of people make it hotter before they come out. Then <laughs> the body needs to adjust from the hot to the cool. Especially in the winter time. So make it cooler. Gradually get, get the temperature down until you get out. Okay, and a person should put should not put on his head warm water and cold water. A person should not take should not take a cold shower in the in the in the winter in the winter time. And a person should not take hot hot showers until they sweat until the whole body feels weak. And don't spend a long time in the bathhouse until you're sweating away. So again, it's all moderation. You gotta have to take a bath. Take a bath, but don't stay. Spend a whole day in the bathhouse. It's gonna ruin you. Excuse me, Rabbi. What about the steam room? Steam room. So he says, don't spend a long time in it. Tells you. As soon as you start uh, feeling the sweat, wash yourself and go out. You shouldn't stay a long time in the steam room. Now there's a kind of microwave. They're setting a microwave sauna. <laughs> it microwaves the body. You heard of it? Crazy. That's meant to be very good for you, yeah. Sure. What are they going to tell you? They must tell you. So that's very good for you. Just make sure you don't put it too high. You'll burn yourself. You'll kill yourself. Okay. So interesting. A microwave sauna. Suppose I'm going to go to the bathroom again before going to the bathhouse. So that's really the key. The key is look at the bowel movements. Uh, Going to the bathroom before you eat, after you eat, before you before you go to exercise, after you go to exercise, before you take a bath, take a bath, before you take a bath, before you go to sleep, after you go to sleep. Uh, okay, makes you tired reading the Rambam. All right, now we come to leaving the bathhouse. We're in Halacha Yud Zayin, seventeen. When a person leaves the bathhouse, you brush me up. Make sure you wear clothes. Make sure you cover your hair. Why? Because it's cold outside. Before you go out. So you should not get a chill. Even in the summertime, you should be careful not to get a chill. And a person should wait when they leave the bathhouse until they're, they're relaxed and until the heat is left up. And then eat. Don't eat straight away when you're still hot from the bathhouse. When you, if you could sleep a little bit before you go leave, after the bathhouse you can sleep a little bit and then go to eat even better but should not drink cold water when they leave the bathhouse and you shouldn't drink in the bathhouse and a person is thirsty when they leave the bathhouse and they can't stop themselves from drinking to so drink a little bit of wine water and wine mix water with wine or with vash or honey if you can have a massage, even better, oh, great. <laughs> have a massage with oil. When you leave the bathhouse in the wintertime, even better. That's the best. Oh. Okay. So you come to very good advice. This is ideal. I mean, this is ideal scenario. We're talking about these are, these, these are the rich people of Egypt who the Rambam was advising them. So he writes it down for Jews as well. Why not? Maybe today a person can do these things. Just have massages once a week. All right, now we come to, in those days, bloodletting was very, very critical for good health. They considered one of the big things in those days, I guess, to keep down their blood pressure, they would, they would uh, draw blood. But get, the person gets older, they have high blood pressure. So the Rama was not pro, he was not pro bloodletting, but it was so much a part of the culture, he couldn't stop it. The person should not draw blood all the time. In those days, people would do it like a weekly thing, a weekly ritual, go draw blood to keep themselves healthy. I don't know what's... And a person should not draw blood unless he needs to, unless he has high blood pressure. But you shouldn't go in the summertime, wintertime. Only a little bit during the month of Nisan, a little bit during the month of Tishrei. So he's trying to cut down on this. It was a craze in those days. You look at the Gemara, the Gemara talks about bloodletting they would go. They would do every year regularly. Go bloodletting. It was like the science of the time was to be healthy. You had to draw blood. It's crazy. I don't know when it started. I don't know when it ended. I have to look it up. You have to look it up and see what. 
what they used to do. After 50 years old, should not go draw blood. So all this is about drawing blood. And especially, so this is like today when you go to donate blood. So this is the advice a person should follow. Right? Uh, a person should not uh, donate blood and then go to the bathhouse. A person should not donate blood and then go for a trip. Uh, and a person should not donate blood when, he, when they're weak, when they come back from a long trip. A person should eat and drink on the day they draw blood, less than what they normally eat, and uh, rest more, and don't do exercise on the day you draw blood. So again, this is when you're draw, do, donating blood. This, these laws would apply today. Okay, now we come to marital relations. Uh, he's not pro too much. <coughs> Okay, I'm not going to go into this too much detail, but I'm, you can leave it. Everyone can read it for themselves. Uh, it's halacha yutet. His teeth fall out. Yeah, uh, not very good things to do. Okay, number 19, halacha 19. You can read this for yourself. I'm not going to go through it very much. Um, however, it's a mitzvah to have children. So the person's going to do it. It's a mitzvah. Um, halacha 20. A person who follows this path which I have told you, he says, I guarantee him, he will never become sick all his days, until he's very old, and he will die from old age, and will never need doctors, and his body will be perfect all his life. Unless, now we come to his, uh, he gives some uh, disclaimers over here. In the Raman, disclaimers. Unless he had bad DNA, he had bad genetics, his body was bad from the beginning. Disclaimer, body was bad from the beginning. Or he was uh, involved with bad, uh, tr- uh, bad habits from his birth. All right, so even he ate bad food all his life, and now he comes to the doctor, now, Rambam, now I follow your thing. Rambam, you told me if I sleep well, I have uh, bowel movements, and I have, I have exercise, I'll be all right. Yeah, but look, you ruined your life already. You already came here sick. So you're going to start this pr- procedure when you're young. If there's a famine or a plague, Something else. I can't guarantee good health. So these disclaimers Rambam has, interesting. So Rambam was one of the first to realize that there are some things in the person's genetics that even though you are looking after your health, you can't help it. The person is born with defects. What can we do? And all that we talked about, all these prescriptions for good health, only applies to healthy people. But a sick person has to go to doctors. Okay, those people have to go to doctors and they have to change different kinds of foods and other things. Okay. Okay, we are now going to stop here and next week we'll continue. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.